The Lead Story is proudly brought to you by Alex Forbes. Alex Forbes, insight, advice, impact. Namibia signed a memorandum of understanding with the Japanese Bank for International Cooperation in the areas of economic, environmental and social sustainability. This agreement was signed at COP28 and focuses on financing carbon capturing projects. I'm joined by the Presidential Economic Advisor and Green Hydrogen Commissioner James Newpay. What does this memorandum of understanding signed between the Japanese bank and the Namibian governments entail in terms of economic development for our nation? Sure. Andrew, thank you very much for the opportunity to provide you with an update. So it's very important to understand that the uh, memorandum of understanding was not signed with just any Japanese bank, but it was with the Japanese Bank for International Cooperation. So it's essentially an SOE, pretty much uh, like the DBN. And they're basically saying that they would like to collaborate with our Ministry of Finance to help mobilize the necessary capital when the right co- when the right time comes into assets that are of strategic uh, interest for both of us when it comes to uh, helping to decarbonize industry um, and of course helping to uh, provide new opportunities to build green industries in Namibia and provide clean molecules not just for the Japanese industrial complex but of course um, for uh, for the uh, the Namibian industrial complex as well, of, uh, as well as of course collaborating from various policy fronts as well. So this particular MOU came on the back of the visit of uh, His Excellency Nishimura, who was the minister of uh, the uh, ministry called Metu, which is the Ministry of Economy, Trade and Industry from Japan. You would remember he came to Namibia earlier this year met with Audubon Window and promised to collaborate with Namibia in these areas. And so JBIC was really following up on Nishimura's pledge. So that was really the background of this MOU. So it's now up to Namibia and Japan to identify more specific areas of collaboration that may actually unlock some concessionary capital from Japan. A very good example, Angie, is uh, if you remember as well in August, um, Hyphen signed an MOU with Itochu, uh, as well as Mizuho signed an MOU with uh, NIPTB and the Namibian presidency. These were some of the largest Japanese banks and the largest Japanese conglomerate companies saying, we really, really like Namibia's story and we would like to invest in the Namibian economy if the opportunity um, arises. Uh, so whether the Japanese invest through Itochu, Mizuho, or Jogmek in the Namibian economy, JBIC would like to move with them and deploy capital into the Namibian economy as well. So a massive opportunity for Namibia, which I think we must, uh, of course, consider taking with both hands when the opportunity presents itself. James, why the focus on the reduction of the carbon footprint if our contribution is so small on the global space? Angie, an extremely good question. And this is where really our listeners uh, in Namibia really need to think about this carefully. 
you have to realize that, as you mentioned, Namibia is not a big emitter of carbon at all because we're not a big industrialization. So people are not coming to invest in Namibia to reduce our emission. They're coming to invest in Namibia to unlock our renewable energy so that we can provide solutions to help them decarbonize at home. When we provide clean, renewable electricity for ourselves then into South Africa, we can help South Africa decarbonize. When we use our clean electricity to make clean molecules like green hydrogen and green ammonia and use that to sell ammonia to others around the world, we can help them decarbonize their industries. So that is why they're so excited about our potential in Namibia to decarbonize the world. However, Angie, an even better opportunity, which is what we're truly excited about in Namibia is, if we have these clean fuels and this clean electricity, why don't we use it to build clean industries in Namibia? So instead of sending the fuels overseas, could we use our ammonia locally to provide shipping fuel? Could we use our ammonia locally to provide fertilizer at home? Could we use clean electricity at home to start smelting zinc? Could we use the hydrogen to start producing direct reduced iron, which in itself would be a new product for Namibia? So in a nutshell, the excitement is in that we can decarbonize our own emissions because we have that. The excitement isn't even that we can help decarbonize industry around the world. The excitement really is, could we build a green industrialization agenda at home in Namibia because we have the clean fuels and because we have the clean electricity? Let's attract new industry at home and not decarbonize it. Uh, overseas. I hope that's very clear for our listeners and to you as well, Angie. Yeah. Uh, James, we have read that $28 billion Namibian dollars would be invested in the country through this MOU, subject to the caveat that the Japanese companies must be involved too. To what extent does this involvement affect the Namibian benefit? So, Angie, you know, these industries and this project are so large that you can see not even the third largest economy in the world, which is Japan, with a GDP of 5 trillion US dollars, can do these projects on their own. If you think of a hyphen at $10 billion, the Japanese are not saying, I will buy the whole project. They're saying, I would be happy to partner with a Namibian company and a German company uh, to, co- to create a consortium with the Japanese company to work in Namibia, yeah? So it's not so much, can the Japanese do it? Can the Germans do it? The question is, can we all come together to do it in Namibia? Now, what would be the benefits for Namibian companies? Well, as you can see, the Namibian government might own some equity, so we would benefit with some dividends and use that cash flow to build the rest of our economy. You can see that Namibian SMBs could benefit by providing various services and goods to such a big project, you can see that government could get concessionary capital to build the necessary public goods and services needed to deliver a project like this. We can improve our ports, we can improve our rail, we can improve our transmission lines, 
can also see that our service sector, whether it is our lawyers, our auditors, our accountants, would also benefit by providing services to the SMEs and to these large projects themselves. You can already see flying Namibia and the Namibia airports company saying that there is increased traffic, airline traffic, into areas like Ludwigs and Wabis Bay. So the benefits for the Namibian economy would be perverse and would be in multiple sectors. Um, and so once you start bringing in FDI like this, gross fixed capital formation would go up, FDI would go up, we would get new laborers or new, new students learning new skills, and they also would benefit from jobs. Uh, and so it's not really about one or two companies, but it's about the Namibian economy as a whole benefiting from the direct, the indirect, and the induced employment opportunities and the multiplier effect in the media would be two or three or four times the size of the initial investment of uh, such a project. Yes. Um, James, any further developments between the two countries we can expect to take shape? Absolutely. Of course, at the moment, Hyphen is canvassing the world for strategic partners. Many of those would be Japanese. But I mean, here at COP28, we also have announced, for example, that the Namibian Great Hydrogen Program signed a letter of intent with the Maersk Nikini Mola Center for Zero Carbon Shipping, where you know, Angie, that Namibia has always wanted to become a logistics hub in, uh, of course, Southern Africa. And now we're looking at decarbonizing our logistics hub, looking at bunkering clean shipping fuel, looking at decarbonizing the whole value chain of critical raw minerals and other products. And we will be bringing in the expertise of the Center uh, for Zero Carbon Shipping, which had received an endowment of 100 million euros from the Myers McKinney Moller Foundation. So this is a non-profit that will be conducting this pre-feasibility study with the Namibian Green Hydrogen Program under the guise of the Ministry of Mines and Energy that will, of course, materially benefit Namport to position all of our ports as a green hub for shipping, uh, which of course will help us attract new capital, new know-how. The center has more than a hundred uh, big partners that support the center. So we would be learning from energy companies to shipping companies to OEMs. Uh, so that was a very big step for us here as Namibia as well. We are the first country in Africa that the Mars Bikini Mala Center for Zero Carbon Shipping has chosen to do uh, a pre-feasibility study on green maritime corridors. They've done this in South Korea. They've done this in Singapore. They've done this in Chile. And on the continent, that it chose Namibia as the first country in Africa to partner with in this manner. And I think we are all extremely excited. Um, and this is a good opportunity for Namibia to really heighten uh, its uh, knowledge of this particular area of decarbonizing the shipping industry, which we think will attract even more capital into the Namibian economy. The lead story was proudly brought to you by Alex Forbes. Alex Forbes, insight, advice, impact.